TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Hello, podcast fans. It's H here. Before we get into the interview with the amazing Helen King from Perth, I just wanted to remind you that my six-week program, Set for Life, is available now. And just to let you know, I've created this program for women who are wanting to create positive habits in their lifestyle to promote good health and to have some strategies in place for not falling off the wagon. Unlike some diet and lifestyle programs that rely on mega willpower and motivation, Set for Life works with human behavior. You can have your cake and eat it too, girlfriend. I believe that being healthy can be delicious and totally doable with no deprivation. If it's a hard slog, you won't keep it up, which is why I make plays in the program for chocolate, wine and coffee. Now I've got your attention. I've created this program for women like you who don't want to commit to a one-on-one coaching um, experience with me, but want more than my free Primal Alternative Community Facebook group. And this is also really good for my 21-day challenge gang who are looking for ongoing momentum after the challenge. I know you're motivated to make changes and looking for accountability and permission to do it. Permission? Really? Yes. More about that in the program. In the six weeks of Set for Life program, you will develop your inner wisdom, identify your values, and transform your goals into action. If you've ever thought, I'll be happier when, then you need a primal plan for success. This is, the wo- this is for the woman who is overthinking, what's for dinner? I've got heaps of tried and tested, easy to make, family-friendly menu plans with snack ideas and takeaway vibe nights. There's 126 meals in the program so I think it's worth the money just for that not having to think about what's for dinner for six weeks I know that you know so much because there's seriously so much information out there but maybe you're just a bit sick of making decisions or feeling confused about what to do feeling like this is a fast track to guilt trip bill let me take the guesswork out of it for you with my daily workout and menu plans I know that you already know what you're meant to be doing, but you're struggling to take action. What if you had someone showing you what to eat, showed you how to cook it, and turned up to work out with you? Imagine having your own health coach, chef, and personal trainer. How nice would that be? But how much would that cost? It would be nice, but maybe not entirely doable. Knowledge is power, but you get traction when you take action. Simply follow my easy primal plan. And I know that the last thing you need to do 
you need is just another thing that you've got to do. So feel relief from the mental load as you follow my easy daily planners. You will have more time to work on you and unlock the secrets to your best health and sanity ever. In the Primal Pro videos, there's one a week and the longest one goes for like 20 minutes. We're going to look at planning, projection, positivity and power. So that's the inner work that needs to get done so that the outer work just becomes a new habit or a new ritual, okay? But you're the hero in this program. You will make the changes to get the result, to get the results. But the Set for Life program will make it quicker and easier for you to get from where you are now to where you want to be. So now maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and over it and you'd like to feel invincible and inspired and full of resilience. Well, this is the program that can help you get there. The program works as you will be doing inner and outer work. So in the program, we're going to create nourishing and nurturing rhythms, feel satisfied with delicious food, get rid of the sugar cravings, ditch some weight, find an exercise program that you can actually stick to, get some systems in your life to reduce overwhelm and to stop you feeling so tired, and to get out of survival mode and into thriving mode. You're going to do what you didn't think was possible. You're going to seal in all the good work you've done to date, and you're going to create and maintain momentum and really just take your health journey to that next level. I'm a certified primal health coach, and I reclaimed my health with a primal lifestyle. So I can really vouch that this stuff works because it's exactly what I do in my everyday life. I've inspired over 200 women to do the same and to live their best life. So if you're ready to be set for life, please head to my website, primalalternative.com, to the health coaching section and look under set for life. There's also a link in the show notes to this episode. And now let's have our chat with Helen. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm joined by naturopath, Bowen therapist and mind practitioner Helen King, who's joining us all the way from Perth in in sunny WA. Helen's passion is helping people understand their bodies, what goes into their bodies and how it affects their overall health. Helen's faced her very own health challenges, recently treating herself for autoimmune thyroiditis. Helen, welcome to the show. I can't wait to dive in and find out more. Uh, hi Helen how are you <laughs> you've got a really cool name you know I know <laughs> <It's Ditto. laughs> I've had a couple of Helens on the show actually those bright shining ones as our name means well that's it the light is that it what is it that's what it means. Now, Helen you and I first met at um, one of Pete Evans um, uh, paleo-inspired meals at Heirloom um, earlier on this year. And also we totally hang out in the Primal Alternative community and Paleo in Perth, which is great. Just so cool to have these, you know, yeah. virtual communities. But what I would like to start with today, Helen, is is how you found Paleo. What what brought you to, to this way of, of living? Well, it happened... Um 
a long time ago. Uh, when I was 29, I was um, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And back then I had a um, holistic GP who only believed in whole foods. Um, so she put me on a completely organic diet, um, removed any toxic chemicals from the home, which really made me look at everything, even what I was washing my dog in to what I was brushing my teeth with. Um, and that was a huge challenge for me on a number of levels, being only 29. Um, but thankfully it was a cancer, I suppose, that was curable. And um, I, was, I opted just to have radiotherapy, treat myself naturally, and then use a lot of um, detox remedies to help combat, I guess, the um, implications of having that radiotherapy. Mm -hmm. And pretty studying naturopathy at the time. So that really helped support the emotional side to it. Um, so that was my first introduction to paleo because um, back then it was a whole food diet, no chemicals, no grains, no dairy, and adding in the fermentable foods. So people thought I was very hocus pocus. <laughs> um, and there was there wasn't really that many organic cafes around. Um, Jude Bluerow, um, the whole food chef, she had um, the organic store in Subiaco. So that was wonderful, but that was only really one store around at the time. So when, 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 you, when you say you're looking back, you know, back then, back in the, the dark ages, before organic cafes and the word paleo was so popular, what, what, what time frame are we looking at? Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago? We're looking at 20 years ago. Wow, okay. Mm. Mm, would have been radical. Yeah. It was very radical um, and it was very difficult to source foods. It was very difficult to um, have the community like now, like you say, we have all these virtual communities and Facebook and, and it's just so great that you can connect with so many like-minded people and um, people like um, Pete Evans and Luke Hines who've brought it all into the community um and out in the open is it's amazing it's really helped engage a lot more um people who probably would never have tried it absolutely making it a lot more mainstream just by popping up on mkr and, and looking dazzling and inspiring as all well, which is really cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right that's right um and then i really lived my life for a little while and I guess recently, um, which would have been seven years ago, I had another scare where I'm a little bit of an overachiever mm. and I like to cram as much into my life as I possibly can. And um, a friend had asked me to run a half marathon with her and I had only ever run five kilometres before. So I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it anyway. <laughs> and I was going through a lot of stress and I just recently had a baby, my second child, and I was running a business. And anyway, I trained and trained and my, my heart rate used to blow out and I used to think, oh, my gosh, 
you know, it's just stress or I'm just tired. Yeah. Um, but I ended up doing the half marathon and that's when my thyroid really had become quite swollen and my, my first daughter said, oh, mum, what's with your neck? Mm. And, um, so I had tried to ignore it because I really wanted to achieve the half mm. marathon. Oh, dear. And as we know now, and especially with your primal coach, you would know that you don't really need to run 21 kilometres <laughs> no. to achieve great health. No. <laughs> so do you, do you believe that that was what... Um, caused the thyroid issues was the fact that you you know just had a baby you're running a business you're all kind of already running on all cylinders and then you're thrown in there you know what I would term chronic cardio training sessions where you're training you know maybe for too long too far too hard exactly pushing my adrenals to the point where it affects the other parts of the endocrine system which is your thyroid and um I do believe part of it was probably from radiotherapy as well, mm. having weakened my thyroid, but definitely that overstimulation and I just wasn't listening to my body again. Um, but in saying that, all my levels had come back fine. My hormone levels were all good. Everything was normal. So that's then why I had the biopsy and they had the suspect cells in there that could have been cancerous, which is why I had to have the surgery. I couldn't ignore it, um, which is a shame that you have to go down that road. But for other people who, who don't have those cancerous cells pop up or the possibility of it, you know, that's why the AIP, the autoimmune protocols are fantastic to reverse that before you need surgery. Um, so anyway, I had the surgery and then my hormone levels blew out of control. Um, but I, I still didn't want to take the thyroxin. So I really pulled back and um, tried to use a lot of mindfulness techniques to try and um, calm my thyroid and my adrenals down and go back to removing some grains that I'd slowly added back in. Um, and it makes a huge difference. Mm. Wow. So just uh, there's heaps of stuff that I really would love to um, dive a little bit um, more deeply into. But um, when you're saying about the mindfulness techniques that you were using, what sort of things did you do? I really started to, rather than do a lot of running training, I just decided to go for walks in nature and really take my time out of all busyness because I'm very good at being busy mm -hmm. and, um, and just get back to being more grounded. I did a lot of earthing, so I walked in the ocean again. I obviously swam as well, but just walking barefoot. I did a lot of barefoot walking, um, going into nature and going onto YouTube and Googling. I love Kelly Brogan. She's got some fantastic links for mindful training and she's got her own training now actually um, but yeah just going onto YouTube and doing lots of meditation and yeah getting back down to basics yeah getting back to the, to the basic things that our genes expect from us and then we kind of just you know override all of that and don't listen to our body because like you say yeah we've been um, you know I guess 
I don't know, conditioned to think that being busy is, is productive and um, that's kind of what's expected of us, which is a lot of crock, that's isn't it really? <laughs> well, it is. And it's, it's, <clears throat> you get into a mode of I've got to achieve, I've got to achieve and you juggle so many balls, you know, being um, a new business owner and then I created a skincare business as well to, to sell on the weekends because I love creating. It's, it's, it's part of who I am. And um, my older daughter's allergic to nuts and eggs, so I was creating a, a natural skincare range so it didn't have the almond oils and macadamia oils mm. and things like that in it. Oh, dear. So <laughs> I... I actually I met Lawrence Tam at um, there was a real food revolution seminar. It was like a three day seminar, and it was a few years ago now. And he said, um, "Okay, I'm going to get you to set some goals in the next thirty minutes." And we were like, "Oh, okay, great." You know, and he goes, "Okay, we're going to do um, setting a goal for seven weeks, a month, a year, two years, and then five years." You know, where mm-hmm. do you see yourself? And all he's just so inspiring and in real life he's just go 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 and Mm. writing it all down he goes okay so who's written three things that they can achieve in a week and I was like I had eight he goes Mm. anything over four you're an overachiever I was like oh really (laughs) that's so interesting we do overestimate our our ability to get things done don't we and then and then we're like then we feel like we failed don't we like oh man I didn't get to the end of the to-do list this week but really I know, and then then you get the guilt, like, oh, I haven't achieved, I haven't ticked that off. (laughs) And is that something that you still? I mean, you know, it's 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 a practice, isn't it? Like, you can't just do mindfulness to you know to um, get yourself better and then just go back to being crazy again. Like, so do you do you find Helen that it's it's the same patterns continue to come up for you that you keep needing to um, to work on? I guess I do, but it is about finding the balance and and where you do counter tip a little bit sometimes um, and where you have to just bring yourself back to balance. So rather than getting the mother guilt about this, that, the other or, you know, you've had to um, give something to your kids. Or, I don't know, you've missed out on that time. You feel like you're not giving them enough time. So it's all about finding balance and and I think that's an ongoing thing for me especially, being who I am. Um, So I really have to rein that in and schedule in the downtime. Mm, For other people, like for my teenage daughter, I have to schedule her some (laughs) uptime. You need to achieve these three things. (laughs) Let's do something. Get out your bedroom. Totally. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. So that sounds great. You know, I love that theory, and and I absolutely agree. You know, it is a case that it's like balancing, isn't it? It's like a, it's a constant thing. It never actually gets mm. into balance. It's just balancing all the time. So, like, you're a mum, got two beautiful daughters. You run your own business. You're a black belt in taekwondo. You know, you love getting out in nature. You you and like you say, you're a self confessed overachiever. Like for people listening. Um, to this podcast now they're thinking wow you know I'm flat out to the same as Helen what have you got any uh, like actionable tips you can share um with us to help us 
with our balancing? Sure. Um, well, definitely see a primal health coach like yourself. Oh, well <laughs> done. 21 day challenges. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, for me, I have to be, because I'm an overachiever, overachiever I have to be really organised. So Sunday I like to do my food prep. If I miss that day, I find it sets the rest of the week out of balance. And when, I, and when I see some clients, they go, oh, I just don't have time. I'm like, okay, Sunday's a family day for me, but I also like being in the kitchen. So setting yourself, you know, if you use snap lock bags, if you use, you know, um, undisposable containers, great, but cut your veggies up, cut your fruit up, put them in little sections, and that's all done for the week. Make the salads for the week, and they go, oh, it won't last. Like, yes, it will. Mm. <laughs> if it's in a... If it's in a, a beautiful container in the fridge with no dressing, it will last. And then you've got seven days worth of salad. <laughs> then you add your protein in that you've cooked the night before. Easy. There's your lunch. Yep. Gold. So it is about being organised. I find if I'm not organised, it's easy to slip out of balance. Mm. Definitely. And then something in nature every day. And, I mean, I still... I compete in triathlons, so I still do run, but I'm doing much shorter distances. I find it's much more achievable for me. Um, so I always get out into nature, and if I can't go for my nice walks in nature, I will do a light jog around around the place. I'll go for a swim. I'll, I'll make sure I have that time outside with my girls. We've got basketball outside, trampolines. We've got weights. We've got totem tennis so we always like playing in nature awesome that's awesome and what about things that in your life like um like sleep and um that kind of thing do you prioritize sleep as well helen i try to um i'm studying um some extra um units on bio-individualized nutrition because i found that um People still have sensitivities. So it may be to certain food chemicals, like natural food chemicals in like salicylates, amines, glutamates, things like that. So, um, and they're found in proteins, they're found in vegetables, nuts. So sometimes it's quite difficult if people come in and say, oh, I've been on the paleo, but this and that. So it's about balancing okay, maybe they can't have as many nuts. Maybe they can't have, you know, certain foods or vegetables or ferments that have these salicylates in that will create yeast overgrowth in them. So I'm doing extra study. So I definitely need to have my eight hours worth of sleep. Sometimes mm. that goes down to six, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, use, I use a lot of herbal teas, so I, I make up little blends. So I'm really enjoying chamomile and rubus together. Mm. Rubus is so earthy and grounding and it's really rich red colour. Mm. Um, I love it. Natural occurring iron. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. So in your, in your uh, naturopathic practice, Helen, um, who did you tend to, do you have uh, a kind of demographic of client that you serve? Like do you mainly deal with women or are you, what would you say that was? Um, 
would say I definitely see a lot of women, um, probably 70% of my clientele are women. Some of them are mums, some of them, you know, can't be mums. I still see, I, I'm seeing more men. I don't know whether it is because they will get their husbands to come in. Some men come in without their wives, that's fine. Um, a lot of anxiety and stress-related um, conditions, I suppose, men come in more with. Mm. I'm also, I also do massage and bowing, so I, I see a lot of male clients for that, for sporting injuries, etc. Um, well, a lot of, a lot of mums are, we're just overloaded <laughs> mm. and it can be quite overwhelming for them and then they feel guilty about what they have to put in their kids' lunch boxes. And so I, I try and, you know, I really empathise because I have a daughter with nut and egg allergies and then I have another daughter who's not allergic to anything. Mm. So, and sometimes you get stressed, you get busy or you can't get to the shops. So I try and, you know, empathise that you can only do what you can do this week. Next week is a different week, you know, and mm. slowly implement changes if they're really struggling. Um, yeah, but a lot of, I guess, a lot of conditions that have been self-made as well, you know, just from the lack of awareness in society and, you know, the... National Food Foundation, all those ticking and all, all that nonsense. Mm. It's very confusing. The way the supermarkets it, are. Oh, it's terrible. Really? Yeah, I think it's just, um, I think the biggest uh, thing I feel as a, as a mum and a woman is just completely bombarded with so much different information. Like what's, what's the right thing to do, you know? It's, and I guess the only way to find out is to experiment and be your own N equals one and, you know, become an expert in you because really you're the only one who can really tell what's working for you and what's not. And, and I agree with what you said about, you know, um, and it's great that you, you're doing the extra research on the bioindividuality because we are all so different. And, you know, even just down to like sleep, which we've talked about too, Helen, like, you know, um, mm. uh, for years, I, you know, I was prescribing, you must be met by a paleo clock, which is 10 o'clock. And, and actually, you know, <laughs> you know, some people don't, they, they don't need that much sleep. And that's their, their favorite time of the night is to be a bit of a night owl and stay up. So, you know, it, it is interesting, isn't it? How we're all so different and yeah, and not, and not one, is. not one size fits all. But I think, you know, when, when we get it back down to, nourishing ourselves with um the foods that we thrived on and that we sorry that we evolved and that we thrive on as a species namely plants and animals you can't really <laughs> just a little bit of diversion between which plants and which animals serve you best but it's quite basic exactly. isn't it it is and i think i think you're right there it's like people get so overwhelmed well but what am i going to do about you know bread and what am i going to do about this and it's like well if you just take it back a notch what about adding in more vegetables yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might you have two vegetables in a day and you think well <laughs> i know like i know pre pre prime on my diet you know like uh vegetables were like a kind of garnish on on dinner like that it was <laughs> like you know just a little token vegetable and i remember being like totally stressed out you know if your kids didn't eat that flourish of broccoli that they mm. were getting <laughs> then that was the end of the world you know <laughs> 
Whereas if, if, every, if every meal is plants and animals, then it doesn't matter if they don't eat dinner, you know, because, hey, they're already really well nourished. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and I say to people, you know, it's like, what, what is it, two fruits and five vegetables, you know, that's the daily recommended intake. And I say, then even that is too low. And they're like, really? Five vegetables isn't enough? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. So how many would you recommend? Oh, I mean, you could at least have five vegetables in a serving. Breakfast, you know, lunch, dinner. So that's already 15, isn't it? Different vegetables. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying like to get different ones in, like eat the rainbow and get all of the different nutrients that we need? Absolutely, mm. yeah. Yeah, and get away from the beige food. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> That's it. And That's... It's, it's a real struggle for, for people who have, um, you know, children on the autistic spectrum because they are beige eaters. So, I mean, that's another level again, which is um, very challenging. And, um, but I do love, you know, trying to put the pieces together to, to help the mums and to help the kids, so, you know, it's just everybody is special and I, I just think it's, you know, to be able to just see small changes with those um, children is amazing, you know, to finally get to see someone to eat a carrot, you know, that wouldn't yeah. even touch a carrot before. Wow, <laughs> wow. It's an incredible achievement, you know, and... And all congrats to the mums who persevere there, you know, because that's a hard road. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is. And so, you know, looking at your um, female clients that you get, Helen, I mean, you've already, um, you've already told us that they're, you know, overloaded. Um, what kind of um, symptoms do these women present with when they are overloaded? Yeah. Um, I think probably everybody... Everybody who comes to the clinic bar maybe 10% initially when they come to see me. Um, fatigue is one of the major issues. Um, I have two questions on my questionnaire. You know, do you fall asleep easily? You know, how's your sleeping patterns? And then um, do you wake up feeling bright? Mm. <laughs> and people look at me like, no. <laughs> really? That's so interesting. Yeah. So that would that would be like yeah. common for people to, to not not wake up feeling bright. Yeah. So it's 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 terrible. And you think, wow, if you don't wake up ready for the day, feeling, you know Oh yeah, it's very sad, which I mean it's fatigue. So they may sleep okay, they make up may wake up frequently or they may find it difficult to get to sleep. Um, so fatigue is a major issue I see. Yeah. And that's that can be adrenal burnout, that can be the wrong foods, that can be a number of different things, stress. Mm. Um, and, and how prevalent... Yes, there you go. <laughs> no, you go. I'm like, tell <laughs> me more, more symptoms, more, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> Other symptoms is um, difficult to lose weight, feeling sluggish, um, don't have any drive, motivation to exercise. So there's your, you know, what comes first, chicken or the egg, you know, 
you motivate mm. yourself to go to the gym or they don't have the drive. But once you start, you know, it's like, okay, let's not worry about gym classes. Let's just go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, or clean your hands. Yeah, clean your hands. I think there's a big, um, you know, like there's this thing, and I was like this for years, like quarter of a century, where it was like you are busy all day moving around, you know, I like clean my house, that's physical labour. Um, but you wouldn't class that as exercise. You'd have to then put on different clothes, drive to a class, pay money, then you did your exercise and you only really counted that as, as exercise, whereas everything, every time you are moving your body, it's movement, isn't it? And that's what our bodies yeah. want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And then people feel, yeah, devastated about that, you know, that they don't. They can't go to a class, so it is about um, getting the right help there and the right motivation and understanding what movement is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. So when um, when these women present to you with their fatigue and, and that they're overloaded and sluggish and they've got issues with their weight, obviously everyone's different, so it is really difficult to kind of give a broad brush of advice but what what <laughs> but I'm going to ask you anyway what is your, yeah. your what have you got have you got some general advice for our for our fatigued sluggish um women listeners out there that are not feeling that brightness in the morning yes well the first thing for me is I always look at the foods yeah um always look at food um, take out things that will be causing that constant low-grade inflammation, um, making sure they're adequately hydrated. Are they drinking enough water? In fact, what are they drinking? You know, remove those sugary drinks um, if they're having them. Because um, still I'm quite surprised how many people are addicted to just having, but I only have one Coke Zero a day. And I think, <laughs> okay, so we have to. <laughs> look there is at life after Coke Zero. Thing. Oh my god! I I literally used to drink two liters of um, Pepsi Max. Well, Pepsi Max, but it was um, the decaffeinated, sugar-free. So I thought that's all right, you know. It's, for, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, and then and then you wonder, then you end up in a hole. Like when you're nearly forty, you think, "Oh, how did that happen?" Oh. But I really think, and I'd, I'd be interested in your opinion on this as well, Helen. Um, I really think that as um, as a species, we we've always had a lovely fizzy drink, you know, and I think we we naturally enjoy that. You know, it's 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 a bit different than just water all the time, and I, that's why I reckon that you know the Pepsi Maxes and that kind of thing have replaced more of the traditional kombuchas and things like that um do you do you reckon that's yeah. yeah i reckon someone was like right let's make this fizzy drink oh but it takes too long to ferment so let's just stick some co2 in it and some oh. sugar and hey presto yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> and i think it is about what you're brought up on because i was never brought up on fizzy drinks so i've always been a water drinker um so for me i find it odd um but definitely replacing it with kombucha. Um, but it is a palate thing. So they're used to quite a sugary drink. Kombucha's not really sweet. Um, mm. So there's a whole gamut of things, but definitely removing the high sugar foods or drinks 
uh, replacing it with water, upping vegetable intake. Um, so we definitely look at foods and sleep issues, water hydration and movement. So they're the four things I really focus on initially. Um, and looking at, I use quite a lot of kinesiology um, before I go to any functional testing. Mm -hmm. um, but if there are intolerances, overgrowths, anything like that, I try and look at, do they have the right digestive enzymes to even digest kombucha mm -hmm. ferment? So you've got to look at right from the top. Mentally, how you see food, what goes into your body. Then we look at the stomach, you know, digestive enzymes and small intestine. Is that, does that have bacterial overgrowth? And then the large intestine, has that got enough good bacteria in to, you know, digest the food and eliminate because we need elimination. That's the other thing is that mm. people don't eliminate enough. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to say, <laughs> so is that another symptom? Is that, is that fairly common in, oh, in the yeah. women? That you yes, it is. Now, it I is love because they say, oh, oh, my normal is, you know, every two days. I'm like, that's not normal. <laughs> that's so interesting and i love to talk about poo so let's just stay on this smelly subject for a while yes. but um <laughs> so so tell me tell me a little bit more about the um the women that come and, and tell us that the range of what is deemed normal oh well i have well everybody's normal is different so people say i'll go once a day I don't go any more than once every two days. I have had some people come in to say four or five days. Mm. Oh, immediately you have to address that, you know, immediately. That's, it has to be changed. You can't go on like that. Mm. Um, so um, there's quite a few different things though you can do rather than just take laxatives because um, people don't do that anyway. Um, they just think that they're normal and they go around feeling like that. I mean, that, that's just terrible. That's re-inoculating your body with toxins. It's keeping it in there. It's creating havoc. You know, that's major leaky gut issues and oh, it's all sorts of things. Um, so looking at their fibre intake, looking at their water intake, extra magnesium to get those bowels moving. Oh, magnesium is just the answer. If, you ha if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, if you're like me, I only went to the toilet three times a week and the, the days I couldn't go to the toilet because I used to work part-time. I had a Sam at that point and I was just working part-time. I couldn't go to the toilet on the days I was going to work because I was so stressed about oh, a, yes. going to work, yeah. B, rushing to get out of the door and C, having to leave my poor baby behind. Um, and, yeah, I, I tried all sorts of things, but magnesium was the thing that really, you know, I'd been chronically constipated all my life, you know, and um, yeah. and I found out, I know now, that dairy constipates me, whereas I know for a lot of people it makes them, has the opposite effect. But, yeah, magne right. <laughs> magnesium really fixed my bowels up. And it took, I actually was taking the, the supplements for a couple of years before I dared come off them. But now, thankfully, oh. yeah, um, but now, thankfully, things... Um, Things are tickety boo. <laughs> That's right, and it and it will take a little while. Um, sometimes you do have to supplement. I try not to over supplement because um, 
I think it's better to look at what you're eating and getting those things through food and nutrition. Um, but there are cases where you have to supplement, you have to get those imbalances corrected sooner Absolutely. rather than later. Yeah, and like you say, like, and it can take up to two years. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, then you, you meanwhile, while you're doing those supplements, you're also, you know, changing your lifestyle and, you know, having more downtime, chewing your food, eating mindfully, and all of these things kind of, it's multifaceted, isn't it, in terms of how it, how it sort of heals. It is. That sort of heals in the it end. Is. And I think, I think people are still looking because of our fast-paced lives and the techno age, we're looking for that one pill wonder and it's just, it's not out there. No. I hate to tell everyone. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> bad news. And Bad you know. news. It actually takes a little bit of work and a little bit of effort and that mindfulness of, you know, is your health really worth the time that you give to it or is it worth a quick fix? And mm. sorry, quick fixes aren't there. No. We're in it for it's a it we're in the marathon. It's definitely not a not a sprint, this um this health journey, is it? No, it's not. And it is ongoing because things will pop up that will throw you out or you might have to take a trip and, you know, you don't have the resources. So it's it's a constant ebb and flow. Absolutely. Absolutely is. Now, another um, symptom that I'm curious about is sex drive or, or libido. Is that something that, um, you know, I would imagine if you're like bunged up and you're not feeling bright and you're feeling a bit sluggish and overweight, I would imagine that you weren't feeling very sexy. Is that a common symptom within your clients, Helen? Um, it's definitely a symptom if people choose to tell me about it, but mm. I, I will always um, broach it throughout the consultation. I like to take an hour and at least a half for initial consultation. And um, it is part of your hormones and your thyroid affects your hormones, your adrenals affect your, your liver affects your hormones. Mm -hmm. So. If your liver is really sluggish or even heading towards fatty liver from the overuse of carbohydrates over the years and alcohol, then, yeah, there's not going to be much drive there. <laughs> but that can be correct too. And if you think, if you think about all the health symptoms that you could possibly think of and then that food and lifestyle changes and a little bit of movement, can help all of those. I mean, I just think, I honestly believe that people can heal themselves. Absolutely committed to that. And I, I absolutely agree. Like many people mm. have done it. And you have too. So, you know, like we, we very quickly brushed over your Hodgkinson's lymphoma and your thyroid issues, which you... You know, yeah. tell tell us about you just yeah like hello huge health crisis crises. How how's your health yeah. now? My health is is great now. Um, I I still have um, you know some blood testing done to check for my thyroid levels um, and ESR and just general health. I like to do that um, and. Yeah, I feel great. I've just completed the triathlon, a triathlon season, um, and I try to do some events just to keep my health up. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so we've got the HBF fun run coming up. I'm only doing the short distance, but I like to also donate, you know, to some good causes out there. Mm -hmm. um, 
I do struggle with overachieving, but that's okay. I've, I keep that in balance. And I've got, um, you know, my two girls to look after. So, and one of them has quite generalised anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really looking at a lot of different different ways to help her, which is um, quite a uh, time-consuming process. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So what sort of things are you looking at? Because it's quite common, like, I'm not saying it's normal at all, but it's quite, I hear that quite a lot that, um, you know, mums have got um, anxious children, whether it be, you know, anxious, they can't go to sleep on a night or anxious, they don't want, they've got, you know, a bit of a separation anxiety. Um, Can you tell us, are you you happy to tell us a little bit more about about your daughter specifically and and what you're doing to help her? Yeah, sure. well, my daughter's had ongoing anxiety since she was six because she um, was in the ICU, which really triggered her. She was in there for an asthma attack and she actually, um, they didn't realise at the time, but half her lung had collapsed from pneumonia. Wow. So she actually couldn't breathe while she was on oxygen. So then there was major panic. Um, so she thought she was going to die, mm-hmm. and um, which triggered this anxiety. But obviously, Due to the amazing amount of research that's been done lately, um, we've done a lot of functional testing and found she has an MTHFR gene mutation, mm-hmm. which um, lowers the productivity of enzymes in the gut, and obviously the gut and brain are very closely connected, um, which also gives her deficiencies with B6 and zinc, so it lowers her whole immunity. So because of her anaphylaxis to eggs and nuts and peanuts and her asthma, her allergies, you know, it's, it's a lot going on in her little system. Mm. Um, and so we're slowly, you know, and sometimes you can't just supplement because her body can't digest them. So we're actually looking at compounding some nutrients into one tablet so it's a little bit easier for her to get in. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she has a lot of counselling and because uh, she's getting into her teenage years, she's like, oh, breathing deeply doesn't work. But mm. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> Trust mummy knows um, best. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and she had to go and on her own and, you know, go out with her friends and do her things because I can't have that organic thing in my lunchbox, mum. It's so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so I let her go for a couple of years. So now she's morphed back into, can you help me again? Mm. So that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's on the right track. But also just going back to what you said about other children with anxiety and sleep issues, love working. And you can go right back to when they're a baby, even working on babies with Bowen therapy and what the mums, how the, how the mum is with the baby, how's their stress levels and... Uh, I work a lot with some three- and four-year-olds at the moment who have anxiety issues, sleep issues. So I love connecting with them and I do Bowen therapy and they just they respond really well and I, I get their mum spring in certain foods that they may like that they shouldn't and I do kinesiology with a Superman arm and they get to see that, oh, that food makes my Superman arm go weak. Mm, so that fantastic. makes my body weak. So that. A real connection for these children, and they go, "Oh, I can't eat that food anymore. <laughs> yeah, I want to be strong. 
You and know, it's so a lot better to co- to have that coming from you as opposed to the mum saying, no, you can't have that, and then them yes. naturally rebelling. That's right. Yeah, we're going, well, I want it anyway because a lot of these little kids are quite stubborn from an early age. <laughs> and they are. And, and you know, that there's so much in their lives that they can't control that, you know, everything is is scheduled for them that I don't blame them for trying to bust out and trying to actually I can control what I put in my mouth and I'm not eating that <laughs> so take that mother yeah that's right mm. yeah that's right so it's wonderful to see you know just little changes and I like to give them little visualizations to do at night with a magic bubble and yeah I've had some really good results they're just beautiful aren't they and yes children they are, and so and so connected to the source. You know, they haven't been completely filled up with crap yet, so they're st- still very, um, still yeah, very responsive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, and they know they know what's real and what's not. Just I think they're still very in tune with their inner guide at that point. They haven't, you know, which yeah, is interesting. Are, yeah. So that's bringing me to something that's really just. Um, front of mind while I'm talking to you is mm. um you know you were saying earlier about when you, you're working with your clients you're like look you need to be organized look it's easy you put this food in the fridge and but I don't know how uh, you find it there's quite a lot of women who agree with what you're saying but in practice mm. it, they don't take on what you've said and I wonder mm. I think I think it, it comes down to self-love and if there is a tiny amount of self-love there then it's easy to it's easy to go paleo because you love yourself and you want to give yourself the best nutrition it's easy to go to bed on time it's easy to go and visit a naturopath and invest how how much of of self-love aspect um would you say was relevant to to a, a woman's health journey oh i think it's a huge part huge part of it and I think when you delve into motherhood there's many facets of motherhood some people as much as they love being home with their children it's really um, affected their self-esteem and their self-love so um, I think part of seeing clients is about being intuitive about okay actually think they need to you know talk to someone about that i I can inspire them on some levels, but I, I always like to offer advice, you know, go and see a counsellor, go and see, um, you know, if, especially if they're not committed to being able to yeah, reach out for themselves or, or, you know, go and find that YouTube video or that meditation course or do some yoga that you love to inspire that something just for them yes um so so it is about sourcing the right people for each individual client too Um, Mm. but it's definitely you know if you don't have that and you can see and feel the people that don't have that Mm. when they come in you know there's there's they're just a shell of themselves yes and and it's and it's almost crazy because once you um it's like a ripple effect isn't it like once you start to mm. invest in yourself and your well-being and then you're naturally a better mother naturally a better employee naturally yeah. a better 
wife, friend, daughter, whatever, you know, all of the other things that you put. Yet, you know, I I hear a lot of people come into um, a primal lifestyle and they'll say, well, you know, my husband won't like that food or, you know, my my kids won't eat that. My kids won't eat that lovely meat and three veg, you know, and sausages and chips and all that kind of thing. Do, Do you find that that's the case in your practice? Yes, I do. And I, I say to them that you just have to keep doing it, okay? If you have to add the rice in for the husband or the mashed potato, well, then that's not so bad. No. At least he's eating the rest of it. Yes. You know, if you have to do that, you can't feel guilty. You can't go, oh, my gosh, I'm not full paleo. Mm-hmm. You know, well, then you just have to do what you can do. <laughs> Don't do what you yourself. can do. That's right. And, and get, rid of that, get rid of that guilt crap. That's just... Guilt. That's Useless. it, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Nobody, no nobody tells you when you give birth that you also you give birth to a child, but you also give birth to this guilt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the guilt fairy that follows you around. <laughs> no. She can nick off. <laughs> now, before <laughs> she, can. she can do one, a guilt fairy. So before we wrap up, and you're going to tell us all where we can find you, how we work with you. There's one thing you mentioned right at the beginning of the interview and it was about the paleo autoimmune protocol. You mentioned how um, being on the AIP, which is just short for autoimmune protocol, can reverse signs as the beginnings of cancer. Is that what you said? Um oh I didn't say cancer. Oh okay. It's a very um probably not the right thing to say <laughs> so i was thinking wow um but it i know it's any in, inflammatory disease right any inflammatory disease so i mean obviously it depends on how chronic it is but um with cancer it's a different bubble let's say um because that feeds on the sugars um but also immune yeah is it's applicable to any inflammatory disease that can be reversed. And if not completely reversed, it can reduce the symptoms, which is Mm. all about reducing pain, reducing inflammation and healing yourself. And from the lack of inflammation, then you can go through to the full healing spectrum, which is why it may take a while, but it can happen. Mm. So paleo is restrictive in the fact that, well, restrictive, I guess the guidelines on paleo, I don't find it restrictive at all as I know you don't, but, no. um, <laughs> but you know, paleo is no grains, no legumes, um, no dairy, uh, limited sugar, limited alcohol. It's, and I know AIP takes it that step further. Could you explain for our listeners that don't know what AIP is, what it actually involves? Um, well, it's quite lengthy but then you don't have um things like black pepper that irritate the gut um there's no beans anyway um dairy processed foods it's all about what can irritate the gut beyond paleo Mm. yeah yeah that's right so just really taking it to the next level with no eggs no notes no nightshades what are the other ones that's around it isn't it Um, yeah, carob. Oh, there's yeah, tapioca. I think is classified. Starches. Yep. Mm. Yep. 
it's really next level stuff but you know definitely uh an option really an alternative any chronic illness yeah yeah awesome awesome well helen it's been an absolute joy and pleasure to have you on the podcast <laughs> now you do you say you do massage you yeah. do bowen you you're a naturopath mm -hmm. um how can people work with you do they have to be in perth or do you do um consults on skype can you tell us a bit about about that sure um i work from two locations in perth so ellenbrook and north beach um, I'm just upgrading my website at the moment. It's just been built where I can actually do um, Skype. Well, I can do Skype um, consultations anyway, but I'm looking more at doing online consultations available for those who live quite away down south or up north because um, people will travel. If they're coming through to Perth, they'll, they'll pop in and see me. Um, but I'm happy to you know, talk to people online via email, Facebook page. I get a lot of messengers through Facebook posts and things. So I'm available most of the time. Most of the time. And where can we... And I'll always get back to you. That's good. And where can we find you on Facebook? What are you on Facebook as? Uh, Nourish for Health Naturopathy. And um, my website at the moment is serenewellness.com.au. So I have a, an online booking system through MindBody. So you can search me through MindBody app as well um, under Nourish for Health. And um, easy to make a booking. You might not get in straight away, but <laughs> easy to make a booking online. <laughs> awesome. That's, That's awesome. So well, thank you for being on the show today, Helen. And um, yeah, I look forward to hopefully hanging oh, out with you. At a, my pleasure, hopefully, hang out with you again soon at a peach dinner. Yeah, that would be lovely. <laughs> thanks, Helen. And thanks so much, Helen. Bye bye. Bye. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.